0: Hey there, you're listening to Greener Grass, a podcast. Say hi, little Willa. We are your hosts, Carrie Wee and Kelly McVeigh. So excited to be with you again today. Let's get started.
1: Okay, well, I think we should start by saying, Carrie, that like you and I are both super busy today. Like, it's like, you know, what do we want our Greener Grass podcasters to hear us talk about, and then I asked you just randomly if you wash your hair every single day. So I have always, I'm a kind of a uh, freak, and I wash my, I shave every single day, and like you shave your, hair. like you shave
0: your legs every single day. Yes. yes. Oh my god, that is so much effort.
1: So I think it's a little, o- I think I have a little bit of OCD. And you're realizing it
0: through greener grass that you have OCD. Is that was happening right now?
1: If you're going to have OCD, you might as well have it about shaving. I mean, it's not <laughs> a terrible thing. So I, if I fly somewhere in the hotel and I somehow, which doesn't happen very often, and obviously we're not flying anytime, anywhere soon, but I forget a razor and they give me that crappy little razor, I will walk to a CVS or something close by because I don't feel clean unless I shave. So I wash my hair and I shave. Now, everyone has been telling me to quit washing my hair every single day for like a good two years. Um, I'll give a shout-out to Grace Petrick. She um, took from me in the ballet room, and she's like, it's magical, you need to quit washing your hair, I don't know what you're doing. But I just always felt not clean if my hair wasn't washed. And so just recently, I want to say – since December, since December. So it just, I was trying to think of when the first time happened. I, it happened to be Christmas day and it was the mass chaos of like the kids waking up and doing presents and getting breakfast ready for everyone. And then a switch of kids. And I didn't have time to take a full shower and my hair kind of looked decent and good. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this and rock it. Live on the edge. living on the edge on Christmas and then all of a sudden I realized the time the and somehow once you get over that initial phase of like letting your hair gets like a little oily your body balances I I obviously don't know the science of it but I now when I have to wash my hair it feels like I'm getting ready to climb a mountain (laughs) so I don't. How did do we get on the fact about washing hair? I don't, I don't know. But know. wait, let me
0: ask you questions. So okay. now that you are intermittently washing your hair, how often do you wash your hair?
1: Okay. So I haven't washed my hair since Monday. Okay. Um, okay. But I wouldn't say I haven't gone more than three or four days. Like, and and I have to say, since we're going there, I have naturally dark hair. And I'm obviously getting older. I have some like tidbits of gray. don't tell anyone. And so I've gone lighter. (laughs) Yeah, I've gone lighter. And it's kind of just fun and I feel bright and fresh. I don't know if I'll stay like that. But part of the reason I think I can go longer is because my hair is lighter opposed to my hair being dark. I felt like my hair looked greasier, darker. Okay, but a lot of my um, blonde friends that are actually blonde –
0: their hair gets so greasy that they're actually the ones that legit need to wash their hair regularly. Like really regularly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have naturally your natural brunette. And so what do you think? Like if you had never gotten on the habit of washing it every day, do you think once a week would do it? Or you'd still be like once every four days?
1: No, i don't know if i could go a week sounds pretty extreme
0: well you're also taking into account how much you're working out you're taking into account the weather because when i lived in ohio okay this is this is interesting so i grew up in the same town as you did and i don't know if it was ever said to me but like i felt like if i didn't wash my hair people would think that i wasn't clean yeah And so I washed it all the time and it was really bad for my hair and I would just, it would just stick to my face like static cling because it'd be so dry. And it's not like I had anybody teaching me how to deal with Asian hair. Right. So it was just like the winter.
1: so tell me, what does Asian hair mean? What does that mean? I mean, when you say that, like when I think of Asian hair, I think of like, silky shiny yeah slippery gorgeousness yeah and honestly like
0: dude when I was well it was also the 80s but like I always used to get perms because stick straight hair was not in style back then and then it came in style in the 2000s and then it was like everybody had stick straight hair like to the point where it just looked flat yeah but so I I got perms in the 80s like everybody did like what the hell but now I'm realizing how easy my hair is. I have the easiest hair. I haven't cut it since the pandemic. Sorry, I haven't gone to anybody to cut it. I just cut it at home, and I just nip off the bottom.
1: Your hair is so long. Like it's It's
0: insane. long now because I just don't spend any money on it at all, ever.
1: Yeah. So, so the anyways. The thing about me going lighter, too, is... I did my hair myself, pandemic style, and then I tried to fix it because I it wasn't it was a little cheetah-ish going on. And then the more I fixed it, the lighter I got, and then I liked it light, and then I had done it myself and it was like I don't want to tell you how much, ridiculous cheap. And then it was like, wow, like I don't have to spend two hundred dollars and get my hair done. Um. So I'm sure there are a lot of people that have tried craziness during this pandemic. I also bet there are some things that have happened during the pandemic that people have had to have fixed.
0: Oh, yeah. But your hair is a little curly out of the shower, right?
1: Yeah, it has some. it has some wave. I can go the beachy wave look. Okay, yeah. So I'm sure people during
0: the pandemic have screwed up their hair. I have not because it's really hard to screw up my hair. And I wash it once every four days, once every week, depending on how much I'm working out and depending on what the weather's like. So I'm really low maintenance, but I'm also like, I'm the chick that never gets her nails done. I never get my pedicure. I never do that stuff. And I think it's also because I'm not corporate. I think if I was in a corporate atmosphere or my friend, for example, who's an editor and she has people just staring at her keyboard all day long. So they're looking at her hands. She always has her nails done, but I, I, I'm not that girl.
1: So, I just got my nails done today. I am for sure that girl. I don't know if it's bad that that if I'm that that girl, but no, I think you have I to really, if you're
0: working in a, an environment that you're working in, you have to I think,
1: yeah, but you have to think too like i am it's a pandemic, so I'm not like really traveling or anything right now, so it partially i mean I'm sure it started from a corporate perspective that I don't have great nails anyway. So it was like, I was painting them, I was painting them. Um, and then I got to be where I'm like, I can't deal with this anymore. And I just started getting them done. But I definitely get my nails done.
0: So let me, let me ask you a more structured question on this. So when, in non-pandemic times, do you feel like, what does it feel like the pressure as a woman, maybe in a beauty industry, On a daily basis or at your meetings, whatever, and in general, because I've never worked in the corporate world and I'm just kind of on the outside looking in on that. Okay,
1: so I'm gonna go two different directions on this. Um, One is that I think it's clear to say that because I don't travel anymore and it's a pandemic, I kind of get my nails done for myself. Like, I'm not getting them done because anyone's seeing them. It makes me feel pretty, it makes me feel put together. I just do it for myself. Um, but I do have to say, so I do think there are a lot of things that I do that are just clearly because I like to feel a certain way and it makes me feel put together. Um, but on the flip side of that, and, and I can say that too, for all things, like I like to work out, um, there are a lot i i'm someone that like likes to get ready every like not that i don't even if i'm wearing yoga pants like i still feel like i get ready i put makeup on like that's just kind of who i am as a person um and that's just clear that's just for myself but on the flip side i do think being in the beauty you know a corporate company that is beauty and attending events um I feel like it raised the bar in the sense that I am around some amazing, gorgeous, fabulous women. And I felt like it helped. I want to say helped because I don't think it's an, it wasn't a negative for me, but it pushed me to maybe work out more or eat healthier or, um, clothing wise. Like I, I mean not like I didn't care about clothes but I think I took it up a notch especially when traveling for events Um, and so some of that I think can be portrayed or looked upon as a negative that like I'm being pushed into this place but it's who I kind of am as a person anyway so I didn't feel like it was a negative. Does that make sense?
0: Well not even just negative but if if it felt like a lot of pressure and for you it didn't because you kind of went in that direction anyway and I think the words yes Bean I think the words are put together because it's whatever you do to feel put together and for me I don't have to do my hair or my makeup or my nails to feel put together when I'm teaching but that's why I buy really expensive workout clothes like I have super like I have Lululemon everything which is really like super expensive, ridiculously expensive, like a hundred dollars for pants, but it makes me feel like I'm put together and professional, even though everything else is completely not happening.
1: Okay. But listen, I'm going to push back on you on this. This is totally just my like outside perspective, my perspective of of your grass over there. Um, You know, coming to LA and I do think as an Ohio Midwest girl, That when you go to LA, the person, like what you feel surrounded by every day, is a little bit more of people that are pushing to look a certain way. And I think that's because, I mean, it's Hollywood and people are in the talent, and you know what I mean? Like all the things. And so I do feel like you probably this is my perspective but like you have eaten a certain way you come across you take care of yourself I I mean I've never been around you that you didn't feel gorgeous and put together
0: oh thank you but I think okay so let me back up you're right like I make sure to take care of my skin but my skincare regimen is kind of like the anti, is like the anti. Basically, I never wear a foundation because I feel like if you wear foundation all the time, you have to wear it all the time. Yeah. And you can never get away with not wearing it if you wear it all the time. So I never wear it. So therefore, my skin breathes. All right, Bean, you want to tell us about your skincare regimen? The Bean's skincare regimen is coconut oil all over after the bath. That is what I've, de- that, that's what has worked with her skin, by the way. If anybody's wondering, all the baby lotions in the world aren't doing it right. Right. So, so for me, like I have like the anti skincare caring for situation and then I'm working out and I'm drinking water and I'm eating well but I also eat like crap sometimes and I also drink alcohol sometimes so I'm pretty balanced it's not like all healthy but yeah I think that you're probably right if I'm taking care of myself generally if I go around with the messy bun no makeup nails not done but just clean clipped I don't feel crazy because inside out is clean
1: Right. I mean, I just think that you live a super healthy lifestyle and not saying it in a horrible way, but I think that even my trips to California here and there, I think it kind of would reset me because I was even being in the corporate office in Santa Monica, I was surrounded by people who were physically active a lot, who ate a certain way. Um, And it would, like, reset me and motivate me to come back to Ohio. I mean, there are so many healthy choices in the Los Angeles area when I travel there opposed to, you know, the town that you and I grew up in. So I'm i – it's been a long
0: time since I lived anywhere but here. And I think I take for granted all the choices around me because they're just there. So I don't need to – I don't need to take advantage of them all the time, but I know they're there. What does that feel like to be where those choices aren't there? Do you just feel like it's hard to go out for dinner? Like it's hard to motivate to work out. What is it? Do you think?
1: So I have to say, well, I'll say two different things. Um, one, my partner in crime is super, he eats really, really, really well. And so I think because I'm around him all the time, he, and he lo- he eats good food. So I automatically see and I'm always happy. Like I don't ever leave a meal and I'm I'm always like super happy with what we ate, but it's always something that's really good for us. And so it does help me recognize that there are good choices places, you just have to make the good choice. You know what I mean? Like, um, you have to make the good choice where you're at. Now, I also think there's, you know, a Burger King and McDonald's on every corner, and I think when you're in LA, I just don't find it's not like it's not there. It's not like you guys don't have In and Out. You do, but it's In and Out, right? Is that what it's called? Oh, we
0: have we have everything. I've actually looked for Red Lobster and Applebee's because I was having like a Ohio craving. Yes. You know, like when I like crave food that I grew up with, I was like, I need to be able to find that. I found, all <laughs> right, Bean, I found Long John Silver's. We have a Long John Silver's in the LA area, if you didn't know.
1: So if I've you want... never, had, I've never, ever had Long John Silver's. Oh
0: my God. I used to have it all the time when I lived in New York.
1: <laughs> never. I've not she's had She's so funny. Time. She's
0: got the mic stand and she's just walking around with it. Well, she's... Yeah. I mean, not with the mic in it, but she's got the stand and she's, she's talking. Um, so you know what, now that you're saying this, there might be all these healthy options around me in my neighborhood, but after the first couple months of the pandemic and we were doing Uber Eats and stuff a lot, Asa and I, Asa said to me, he was like, I can't do this anymore. I feel like crap. I was like, okay. So we literally don't eat out at all. Um, when it comes to being healthy, it is, and it's cheaper as well
1: yeah for sure so
0: um yeah so I guess I guess this pod is about looking good and feeling good and
1: yeah you know what I love and this is someone that I'm we're gonna have on sometime you know this is someone that I should have texted this week um because she wants to jump on at any time but she and I won't give it away I mean you'll probably connect it when you hear from her but there is something about, what is it called? There's even a word for it. But, like, I feel like there's been moments in life that I have been shamed for caring about, not caring about what I look like. But, you know, showing up at the beach with cute earrings and a little cute squirt around my bathing suit. And, like, we're just going to the beach and you have to doll all up and you have to get all ready. And it was like, that was totally for me. It's because I, that's how I like to show up. Like, it's not because I feel pressured by the world or because, so I think you can be shamed for that too. Or you can be shamed for making the healthy choice when everyone's out having, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I know it goes both ways, but I think there have been moments in life where I was like, why do I feel bad that I like, put cute earrings on with my bathing suit. Like, I shouldn't feel bad for that. People shouldn't feel bad for either way. Like, show up how you want to show up and feel good.
0: You know, I don't know if it's the two culture, like, the two worlds that we live in, but I can't, I never get shamed for any of that,
1: ever. What's that about? I it- I'm telling you, I think it's the world that you're surrounded in. I, I very much, when I'm, um, you know, I'm an outside person, person so when I come to Santa Monica and all of my friends that are in that area it's like I'm going boxing on Tuesday morning do you want to go Wednesday I'm going to Pilates Thursday I'm just going for a run but if you want to meet at the smoothie shop afterwards like and I love that and thrive off of that Um, but I think it's a little bit of the culture and the environment there so are you talking
0: about there meaning when you're visiting here in LA like yes Okay.
1: It's not like I'm not surrounded by, I mean, listen, I. No, you're surrounded by a
0: lot of positive people too. You know, we're just talking about that cultural difference though.
1: Yes. I think that it just is different. It's a way of life there. And I'm not saying it's not a way of life for people in Ohio or anywhere else too. It is. Um, But it's so accessible where you live. It's just, you're surrounded by it. And so I think for you, you don't even realize the way you live or what you do because it's just part of the culture there and you're just surrounded by it. Where if I go to the gym five days a week, it's because I'm making effort and driving there and where you guys it's just part of your everyday. But that could totally just be my perception of the of the grass in California or the sand. I should okay, say. Okay, wait. So let me ask
0: you, do you feel like it's possible that you're being made fun of or shamed because
1: people think you're becoming LA? Uh no. No, because I think I've always I did this before I went to LA. I I just have always like I just am someone that you know what my aunt who passed away like I loved her to pieces and I always felt like I was a lot like her but maybe I just wanted to be like her but I can't remember the conversation that started it but I said something about an event we were going to and I was like do you think I'll be overdressed and she's like you can never be overdressed you can only be underdressed oh I love that yeah. And she, I have to say she passed away from cancer and I'm telling you, she had the most amazing wigs. She could have felt so horrible and she always showed up like just over the top. And even when we were with her at the very end, she had someone come and give her a pedicure, pedicure and manicure, like in hospice, like a day before she passed away. But you know why she did that? She did it for herself. Like that's how she felt like she loves showing up in that way and there are times that like I know I have I'm the only one with heels on but I like to wear heels so I don't know I've always just kind of been that girl' I'll, I don't know why but I think everyone just has their own style like I think you know go ahead for me. For me, it's one of these
0: things where I spent so much of my performing life in heels and, like, made up to the max that that became the only the only space in which I would do that. Right. I wouldn't do my makeup for any other reason besides stage, especially in the yes. last couple of years. I wouldn't put heels on for any reason in, unless I was getting paid to do it.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: it's almost like... Oh, she has something to say. What do you have to say, Bean? <laughs> it's almost like I became so LA. I like went the other direction. Yes. Like I came all the way around that because uh, I understand what you're saying. Generally, there there is a brand of LA that is super douchey. Yeah. yeah. Super douchey. But you know who I find doing this are the are the transplants, the ones that are freshly here from somewhere else who are right. kind of emulating what they think it is.
1: You know, they're probably trying to make it in a certain way, and they think there are certain things you have to do to make that happen. They're trying to quote-unquote fit in
0: and going too far, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because um, my friends the people that I'm close to here in this city have been here as long as me. So, you know, we're talking like 20 years. And we're just kind of like melted into the city. We can't find the edges of ourselves that don't, you know, like it's indiscernible now. Like we just don't know what what is LA or what we are because it's just been so long. And so when me and Asa talk about potentially moving somewhere else just so that we can do like regular things like buy a house and live in an affordable way it's like but where do we go because what what we're accustomed to is so specific right that culturally I think we're gonna have a huge like culture shock no matter where we go that's gonna be less expensive than here Obviously, if we went to New York, we'd still have a culture shock, but it would be in a different way because it's another big city or San Francisco or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, don't you think – I mean, this might be totally off, but you tell me. I think your style, your fashion, the way you live, um, even like how you set up your environment or the people that you surround yourself with, it's kind of a little bit of – your inside soul and your brand a little bit. I, I know saying your inside soul and your brand are totally two different things, but I feel like the way I dress and the way I'm feeling, it's kind of like how I feel and the colors I choose and the things I do are a part of just like who I am as a person. And so that, and then I feel like I don't know. It's all a part of who you actually are and what you, what you give off in the world, from your choices health wise to what you're wearing. Well, you know what, Carrie? I feel like when we talk about all of these things, it's so funny because I, you know, when we were talking about doing tonight and chatting, um, I shared with you that like I just had a really crazy busy week and like I really haven't had any time to just take a step back and breathe. And something I used to do, I want to say like 10 years ago, I used to buy trash magazines and just sit on my bed and brush my hair in my PJs and look at magazines. And I haven't bought a a magazine for like, I said 10 years. And I had to get run to the store and get the kids a new notebook for school. And I bought a let me see what it is, In Touch magazine, which is kind of kind of half embarrassing. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is something about fashion and seeing what people are doing and wearing and figuring out who you are and what you want to do and what you want to show up as. And I f- think it's funny that we talked about this is what we talked about tonight, starting off with that I haven't washed my hair since Monday that I used to wash my hair every single day. Like, how am I showing up now and who we are? And then we got into this whole L.A., Midwest, Ohio, you know what I mean, the whole deal. And I look over and I'm looking at my magazine in touch that when we're done tonight, I'm going to, like, listen to all the stuff that's not, read all the stuff that's not true and look at their outfits. So it's just <laughs> funny that how going to end my night
0: after all this. So yeah. I think that is maybe the most positive little nugget that people might be able to get out of this conversation because there is nothing wrong with people figuring out who they are through these cultural things. I think it's great.
1: Yeah, listen, I'm like, if you want to wear your hair purple, wear your hair purple. If you want to show up in high heels and a blazer and have mascara on to boot, do it. I don't care. It's who you are. Show up how you want to show up. Just show up.
0: Yeah, I think the douchebag stuff comes in where where the authenticity isn't coming out. If you're yes. authentically, if you're authentically trying out new looks, trying out new makeup, trying out new clothes, trying out new shoes, I think it's awesome, and and it will come across in a way that isn't that LA douchey that I'm, that I'm loosely talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, listen, I'll say this too. And then, and then we can totally wrap because I, I understand what you're saying, but don't you think, which I'm just making another, you know, um, what is the word? I can't think of the word cause I'm tired, but I think that I'm 44 and I'm not saying that there weren't certain phases in my life that I didn't do a certain thing because everyone else was curling their bangs in a huge high pile and then aqua them to death. I think that fashion and style and washing your hair, not washing your hair, figuring out all of those things is a journey, just like all other parts of life. And it goes back to greener grass. You're looking at the greener grass. I'm looking at in touch magazine at what these people are wearing and all things. Like we're constantly in fashion and style, looking at everyone else and trying to find our way, just like we're finding our way in all things. And I think at 44, you kind of come to a place where you're not trying to be that douchey thing or be something else or be someone else. And you just know who you are and you show up as that person yeah,
0: I would love to show up at a place soon.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You I haven't really showed up at a place in, in so long. I mean, literally, when is the last time, and I live in L.A., so we live in a different lockdown than in other states. And honestly, my family is very conservative when it comes to, like, risk. So yeah. I haven't walked into a bar, I mean, like, twenty beginning of 2020 or 2019. Right. Yeah. Long time right. ago. So I don't know what my style is anymore. Although I'll, I guess I'll figure out pretty soon. But yeah, I, I, I do. I feel like I'm sorry that you have felt shamed. I. It's so interesting because me being in the environment I'm in, I would, if I were to guess who would experience that more, I would say me. But that's not the case at all.
1: Well, but this is my perception, so I just am saying this. Like I think that when you're in the environment you're in, people – I think this, but I could be wrong. I think one of my favorite things about New York City is that there are a million people and you feel alone. And you can show up as whoever you want to be and no one judges you or sees you. You're just there because it's just like this melting pot of so many people – and I feel like that about California in, a, in the sense that um, everyone's just showing up at their, like, in their own way. But in Ohio, I don't feel like it's that way as much. So I feel like you can be more seen. And it's a little bit, I mean, I even think of picking up Cameron and Kinsey off of the elementary school playground and it's a super small school and I was like in heels all dressed up and it was like who is this girl and who does she think she is does that make sense yeah yeah that's small town stuff I
0: feel like I feel like that's small town stuff in any state maybe
1: yes and I think if you're in like a bigger city it doesn't matter as much
0: oh yeah because who no one freaking cares yeah no one cares no one cares at all because they've got their own stuff going on
1: yeah, and listen, I I'll, also I'll probably overanalyze it, and it's my own, you know. No, but if you felt it, self. it probably was there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, even if you work for a company and there's company politics, people care what you look like, or or, I I experienced that very, very little because I was in a corporate job for like six months. But you know, talk in the office. You know, I think it's that small. Community of people, regardless if it's one building or one town. I don't know. It's something to contemplate for sure. I haven't had to experience this stuff in so long. I think I'm going to have a bit of PTSD like, oh my God, this person's talking to me too close. And we're going to, we've got a couple amazing guests lined up. We just had some scheduling snafus happen, but. You guys are gonna get a treat here very soon with some cool guests and uh, and you won't just be stuck with our banter.
1: <laughs> yes I can't wait. I honestly can't wait for our next few guests big time so super excited.
0: All right, Cal. Uh, thanks guys for tuning in to Greener Grass, a Grand Rev creative podcast you can always find us on instagram at kelly underscore mcveigh and at carry one thanks to asa watkins for the wizardry in post-production and we will see you next time